An episode finally following a win. Woohoo! Let's go. It's been an eon, but we're back with a win, baby. And I couldn't be more happier. Chris is happy. I'm happy. The wife and kids are happy. They don't care. But I would like to pretend that they are happy. Ah, it just feels so good to finally have a victory Monday and Tuesday, and Wednesday, because that's what day it is today, Dom. It feels good, because we have to carry out the wins as far as we can, uh, hopefully, before we get disappointed. (laughs) I agree. Hold them out as long as it can. Victory Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Victory Mm -hmm. Sunday morning, (laughs) until the game starts. (laughs) Uh, The Steelers played the Saints, um, opening up for the uh, Heath Miller uh, honoring Heath Miller in the, in that game, he was honored at halftime in the Hall of Honor, well deserved. And let's, if you miss the game because you're too busy helping your grandma move her furniture from her house into her nursing home, we'll catch you up on the highlights right now. Come on, Gammy. It's week ten. Back at home, coming off a of bye week, feeling refreshed. Rejuvenated, real look, Kenny is sacked in the first possession again. So obviously a slow start for this Steelers team. Are they really going to lose a game in which they honor Heath Miller at halftime? Maybe. Or maybe not, because in the next possession, the Steelers put together another drive and actually score a touchdown on a jet sweep to George Pickens. Huge fan of the jet sweeps, I've always said that all year long. Also, the Steelers scoring a touchdown in the first quarter. I know a good omen when I see one, and I'm ready to see what's next. Even though that may never include watching Pickens run a jet sweep on the goal line again. Then, late in the first quarter, Najee gets the handoff and takes all the criticism he has heard in the last few weeks and says, F this Trent Richardson BS, and rips out a run for 36 yards. All while the refs ignore the blatant head-to-head contact. This sets up Matthew Wright for a 33-yard field goal, and the Steelers up 10 early in the second quarter. First and 10 for the Saints now, and Alvin Kamara is able to find an open lane for a solid run. But seeing as how this is his only highlight in this entire five minute video, he didn't do too well. Later on third and seven, Andy Dalton runs around and throws a rifle, albeit red, to his receiver for the first down. I believe his name is Rashid, Shaheed, thank you for the jersey back. Back in classic bed but don't break mindset, the Saints stall out and have to settle for a field goal, making the score 10-3 Steelers. But hey, at least we've been moving the ball, and on the next drive, I'm sure we're finally ready to convert and sacked again. I've clearly entered the stage of inserting said foot into said mouth. Saints have the ball and try to push the ball down the field during the two-minute drill, but alas, the AFC Defensive Player of the Week, Alex Highsmith, gets the sack, bringing Andy Dalton down. Later, what's not shown is Robert Spillane refusing to be a competent defender as they attack him the entire drive, and the Saints drive down the field and score. Thanks, Robert. We appreciate you and everything you do to make this team and defense worse. Look at that. That is absolutely atrocious. Get off this team, Robert. We don't need you or your bald head. I'm so sorry. That was a little bit too much. But anyway, they go up before half. And I swear to God, if I see one more sack, I'm going to lose my old Kenny with the wheels. Thank you. 
Thank you, Kenny, with the biggest speed out there. Following the halftime ceremonies, Kenny's gonna get... He's uh, obviously in his first drive after half. He's gonna get sacked again. Oh, wait! He takes off from big yardage instead, baby! Is that Kenny or Lamar Jackson? Please don't come for me, Ravens fans. It's a joke. Kenny's clearly faster. After that, the Steelers do a reverse pitch to George Pickens, who also gains big yardage on the ground in the Saints' territory. The Saints decided to... Well, the Steelers decided to run today. However, that didn't matter because Matthew Wright missed the field goal. But on the following drive, Kenny finally puts it deep. I'm talking X-rated to Deontay Johnson for the big grab down the sideline. This drive actually does come to some points. And Matthew Wright decides, hey, I would like to keep a job and makes the, the short field goal, making the score 13 to 10 Steelers. Early in the fourth quarter, the Saints get the ball and try to make a push, but Dalton hits his receivers in the worst place possible, the hands, as DeMonte Kazee gets his first pick as a Pittsburgh Steeler, and he celebrates, he's going wild, he's showing everybody. Uh, but then, I don't know why it's considered a highlight, but Najee Harris gets the ball only to fumble it just for the Steelers to recover. Wow, what a waste of my time and narrating this play, because it did not matter. Why is it a highlight? Who knows? But, you know, the drive then does continue as Kenny drops back to find who? Jalen Warren scampering across the field picking up the first down. He gets hit right out of bounds. He keeps running because he says, I want that touchdown, but not yet because we find ourselves at the one yard line and Kenny scores the only way he can with a QB sneak as we put up another six on the board. Thank you, Mr. Pickett. You know, I would prefer maybe a passing touchdown, but I'll take a touchdown any way I can. And if it's with your legs, Kenny, I love it. Let's go KPA. On the Saints' next possession, Andy Dalton throws it deep, but it is unfortunately, or not throwing it deep yet, he gets fumbled. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, he gets, he gets sack stripped by Alex Highsmith. But then, on a third and 10, I was spoiling you because Andy Dalton throws it deep. And he throws it, and it's picked off by Levi Wallace. No rifle in his old age. That was barely a BB gun. And the Steelers get the ball back with a 10-point lead and five minutes left. And you'll never believe it. They run out the clock. Capped by this great run by Jalen Warren on third and eight. The Steelers win. They rush for over 200 yards. Defense dominant. Keith Miller honored. And top five picks in the draft crushed a little bit. But that's not what we play for. We play for dubs. Well, Chris, we did it. We darn did it, boy. It feels so good. Give me some uh, closing thoughts or, or any other thoughts you want to have in this game that we didn't kind of discuss in these highlights. Oh, man. Well, first off, it like I said before, and I'll reiterate it, boy, does it feel so good to actually have a win and, and you know what? I, I feel like I've been adjusting. I know I talked about this earlier, but the Steelers have a way of keeping your you in, invested in a game just to kind of break your heart at some time. I feel like I'm at that point in the year where we've lost enough to where I can kind of like sit back and, uh, you know, watch a game. And so it was kind of fun seeing us in that position of winning and actually controlling the clock. And, 
and you know actually seeing Najee and 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 Jalen run so well together and like by far Najee's most efficient game you know great having all that uh, extra running uh, going on what do we get like 200 yards or something like that that's yeah, crazy over 200 yards i think the last time the steelers had over 200 yards rushing was the Le'Veon bell snow game in buffalo yeah and that was himself that was, yeah, which is crazy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but wow what a what a performance i mean i obviously i'm not gonna sit here and just be like we did everything right because obviously there were some things that i would wish were better but hey a win's a win I'll take what I can get, and it's nice to actually put something else in the win column. Yeah, completely agree. Um, to not to not only talk about, um, I'm glad you touched on all the positives. <clears throat> I also want to keep it positive too because we only have three wins this year. So let's keep it positive. To touch on a little bit of negatives. Uh, yep, KP Kenny Pickett's not uh, still having a rough time. Not uh, did not have the best game, uh, especially in his reads, especially in the first half. Uh, missing missing reads, missing um, ball placements, just kind of staring down a guy. However, the thing he did do well is he at least protected the ball. He did throw it into some double and triple coverages, but uh, alas, they were not caught. They were not picked off. He was able to protect the ball the best he could. He was able to use his legs to pick up some yardage. Like you said, the running game was very good. Najee looked great. A lot of people said, oh, maybe he looks so good because he's scared that he's going to lose his uh, more touches to Jalen Warren. I say it's a good thing, and so did Najee. Najee in the interview said that he's actually glad that Jalen Warren's going to take some of the pressure off of him and some of the load off of him because he wants to play longer than four years. And uh, mm-hmm. that's that would help out with that a lot. Uh, that was really great to see. The defense, um, very dominant like they have been, only giving up 10 points. Oh, yes. TJ Watt back and um, <clears throat> didn't show up. If you're a, a, a stat score watcher, a box score watcher, rather, you would think that he didn't do anything, but he clearly um, m- leaves an impression on the field and on the defense. He's a presence that you can't ignore. I mean, Alex Highsmith has gotten five total sacks in TJ Watts on the field, and he's got eight and a half total this year. So like he TJ Watt commands attention. He brings an energy to the defense. Even without Minka, uh, Demonte Casey stepped in. Uh, Levi Wallace stepped in. No Miles Jack. Devin Bush stepped in. Robert Spillane not so great in the past, but good in the run. Um, uh, uh, the, the Saints to me are not a very good team. However, regardless, solid effort. Um, could have been twenty six to ten, which would have been even a better score if Matthew Wright didn't miss two field goals. But a solid enough job to get the to get it done and to maybe build upon something moving forward. Exactly. And uh, again, just giving kudos, I want to give it to who I thought players of the game definitely were. I uh, definitely got to give it to the AFC Defensive Player of the Week, like I stated mm-hmm. earlier. Alex Highsmith yes, coming off of a two-sack game. Very impressive. It definitely does help having TJ in there. But Gosh, does he have such a beautiful spin move. Probably one of the best inside spin moves I've ever seen. So it's really yes, cool to see him have such a breakout year. And I'm excited to see him continue this way. Uh, so got to give him props. Obviously, having TJ back is huge. He wasn't, like you said, on that stat line. But he makes such a difference. And I think our our defense was so revitalized. I mean, gosh, early on in the game, I believe he got through the line and and got with uh, Ogunjobi on that tackle for loss with Kamara. So, I mean, yep. 
that that was really nice and and really refreshing to see and then good for our you know defensive backs to kind of get in there in the game too demonte kazi to get his first interception and then also levi wallace to get involved in the game too so that was really nice also props to you last one uh naji harris uh to have a 5.0 yards per carry average easily your most Mm -hmm. efficient game of the year and hopefully something to just continually build off of uh, yep. props to you i'm i'm very happy with all these people's performance and hopefully this is this is a building moment right just mm-hmm. kind of building blocks from here on out it wasn't the most exciting game to watch but uh it's better than watching a loss and i'll True. take those all the times especially in a, in a weird year that we're having uh so in a little different fashion than what we've been doing lately we're kind of moving a little quicker let's just jump right into the game coming up, we play the Bengals this weekend uh, mm-hmm. at home in Pittsburgh again. Thank you. It was flexed out of Sunday Night Football because we're not a very good football team. That's just the way it goes. However, the, the uniform matchup is going to be electric and it'll still be nighttime there at three, you know, at least by halftime for sure at Heinz Field at this, at this mm-hmm. time of the year. Uh, Steelers in their color rush, Bengals in their all whited out jerseys. going to be good. Be fun. Light versus dark. It is going to be amazing. I cannot wait. Even just the, you know, aesthetic pl- like pleasure of it. Just looking at it is going to be absolutely electrifying and amazing. Gosh, I cannot wait for this game. I hope it's a good one. So let's, I want to bring something to uh, your attention. We actually, the first week when the Steelers played the Bengals, we kind of talked in depth about the players that they have and who to look out for and who to watch. Uh, obviously, Every year is different, and after week one through now, you can kind of see some different things. So let me tell you, let me catch up to speed, or especially you, the viewers, on what's kind of going on with the Bengals. Joe Burrow is, uh, since the first week, has been playing a lot better. Now, granted, the Bengals' record isn't all that amazing. It's uh, about middle of the road. It's one game back and of our division lead, but we're one game back from the Bengals, or two games back, actually, from the Bengals. Um And uh, Joe Burrow's stats on the year, he's thrown 18 touchdowns and six interceptions, which is absolutely crazy to think about because four of those interceptions came against us in week one. So since playing us and and doing that, he has definitely kept the ball. um, He's not given the ball away. He's kept under control. Uh, However... The Jamar Chase obviously is like his big opponent, and they have three great receivers. They have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. But when Jamar Chase went down, you could clearly see something was different. I mean, of course, they stomped on the Panthers, but the Panthers aren't a very good team. Joe Mixon was the big reason for that. Got Chris a lot of points in fantasy football. Yes, Um, he did. (laughs) But that will be someone to watch. But uh, Joe Burrow has been throwing as well without Jamar Chase, and Jamar Chase will be missing this game. So trying to contain T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd will still be a challenge because they're very good receivers, but at least they don't have to try to contain Jamar Chase as well. Uh, But like we just said, Joe Joe Mixon, very good runner. Um, We've been giving up about 4.2 yards per carry, which isn't terrible, but it's also not great. And uh, but with TJ back, a lot of those, a lot of these stats are without TJ. So TJ back, hopefully we can. Shut Joe Mixon down. He's a big offensive proponent for them. And the tight end, Hayden Hurst, is pretty good. However, 
Maybe, Chris, Mika Fitzpatrick plays this week. For some weird reason, there's talks that he could play, even though he just had uh, <clears throat> appendix surgery on last, when was that, Wednesday? A week ago or Thursday? Yeah, I think it was about a week ago. Yeah, and, and they say he's running, they say he's good, and if he can somehow play, you're looking at three safety sets with Minka, Casey, and Terrell Edmonds, and that's going to help any tight end or any over-the-middle stuff, in my opinion. I think it just kind of blows my mind a little bit with the Minka Fitzpatrick news, mostly because, I, in my mind, thinking medically, he's got to have stitches. I, I would imagine that... They're not out yet, and I probably wouldn't play on the chance that you get hit <laughs> right. right in the <laughs> where your, your appendix was. Or uh, stretch, but you know right? Or like stretch uh, and, try yeah. to, and try to pick a ball off. Like wouldn't that like <sighs> rip it open? It depends, because you 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 have some elasticity to your skin and everything. So I, I suppose. I mean, I know I know. It's gonna I be. Do. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> uh, but. But seriously, it's it's going to be surprising. I'm I'm going to love it if he's in there because then we'll be at full strength as a defense, which we haven't had since week one, which yep. is really exciting. Uh, I know earlier when you and I were talking, you did see the news, and, and he's not going to play, but I know DeMarvin Leal was practicing today, yeah. wasn't he? Yes, yes so which is really th- nice. That is really nice, but I agree with you. You know, Looking out for Hayden Hurst is going to be a big thing. Obviously, having... Fitzpatrick back will be good. Also, if we can, do you know any news on Miles Jack? Is he kind of looking like he? I think he's good. Think he's good. Okay. Devin and, Bush. And... Devin Bush had an injury today, though, so that's something to watch for. Oh, um, okay. His knee. He did not practice today, so that's something to look forward uh, or look towards, I should say, because then it'd be Miles okay. Jack and Spillane. Uh, Spillane. He did do well against the run last week, but I don't want to watch him in pass coverage, especially against Mixon and, <laughs> and Aiden Hurst. The thing is with Spillane, and if you ever watch his tape, you you always notice that he is uh, a really talented back when it comes to the run, but really an awful football player when it comes to anything else. <laughs> so, so I mean, I, I mean, if if his Madden rating was a thing, it would be like probably ninety for run stop and then negative six for pass coverage. <laughs> uh, but but. Uh, I mean, obviously get them in there for certain packages, but it'd be nice to have both Bush and Jack out there, especially, yeah. you know, for coverage. I know Miles Jack has been a lot better with coverage uh, in that aspect, which is really nice. So it'd be, it'd be good to at least have him back and maybe have Splane focus more on the, you know, blitzing and blitzing on the inside and things like that. But we'll have to see what happens uh, from that standpoint. Yeah, and this is also old news um, in real life, but we didn't get a chance to talk about it on the podcast, so I'm just going to touch on it. Uh, we traded for William Jackson III, an old Bengal player. It would have been nice to have him against this team as some quarterback depth, <clears throat> but he was put on IR for his back issues that he's been having, and which sucks because he's going to be out for four games, but now, I mean, we, we were offered a conditional seventh to Washington, and now... They're not going to get a draft pick at all, so we get him for like $2 million, which it is what it is. But that is a little unfortunate. But Chris, why don't we jump into a segment that you like to, you like to lead? Are you talking about the keys to the game? That's the one. <laughs> We're back, baby. Feels good. Feels good to be back. I, I feel like we need like a little 
like doorknob jiggle sound and then like a key entering it you know what i mean like a oh, like a sure. key yeah i could try uh, that so i could try uh, that cool <laughs> So add it in right now, JK. It'd probably have to go beforehand. Yeah, but. right now. <laughs> Way before. Yeah, I got it. I... All right. Give us those keys to the game, even though you and I talked about how every week our keys to the game are the same. <laughs> but go ahead and say them. All right. All right. So uh, let me start off with the most obvious key to the game. Uh uh, force four turnovers because that's the only way that we can win this game. Force five, actually. Uh, oh yeah, sorry, I meant four picks, five turnovers in general. Uh, <laughs> like we said before, Joe Burr has been extremely efficient. Uh, realistically, it would be nice to win the turnover battle and and force uh, turnovers. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that it would be nice. We gotta keep the defense off the field and we got to win that time of possession. And obviously you're going to do that by getting those turnovers. Uh, You're also going to do that by what you did last week, running Mm -hmm. the ball effectively. I mean, Najee's coming off of his best game of the year, uh, you know, and and splitting carries with Warren, uh, obviously extend drives, make sure you're going down there and you're scoring. Uh, Hopefully Matthew Wright can actually kick uh, consistently, (laughs) Um, but we gotta, we gotta hold the ball because getting the ball to Joe Burrow and their explosive offensive weapons, uh, is, is going to be a big task to handle. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, ultimately I'd say, uh, force some turnovers, get, have an effective run game, control the clock. Uh, and, uh, can you pick it 400 yards passing? Uh, I'm just joking. He'll probably have like a QB sneak touchdown <laughs> again, but, uh, I don't know. I, I, I hope, I hope he protects the ball too. That's, that's, that's huge. He's got to stay on yeah. his clean streak. Yeah. A clean streak of one game so far, but it'd be nice to be two. So it would be, um, let me counter, uh, like I do every week, let me counterpoint those keys to the game with some more information. Because uh, those are your right. I love right, when you are... counterpoint. <sighs> Is that not the right word? What I'm trying to think of. Counter at. Counter whatever. Who cares? I, I love when you comment on my I, points. I don't speak English. Let's let me, speak uh, to let me. Let me tell you. Uh, the run game. The run game, like you said, would be really huge because that is definitely going to be our identity with a rookie quarterback. You need to run. You need to control the time possession. Um, and we found a groove last week. However, uh, the Saints defense is good, so maybe this could be promising. I'm not trying to shut it down right away, but the Bengals' front seven is pretty decent. They're holding they're holding uh, teams to 4.3 yards a rush on the year, kind of around where we are, too. That's pretty solid. Um I think they said recently it was like 3.3 within the past couple weeks. So running on this team is going to be a challenge. But I agree with you. That's something maybe you can do. And the Saints defense is good, so maybe they can do that. Uh, the turnover battle, like you said, I agree more with Kenny and the rest of the team not, caught, not making turnovers. Because even though we won week one in a game we probably should have lost... Uh, we're not going to get five takeaways again. There's no chance. Uh, one takeaway would be great. Two would be superb, but we're not going to get five. So you really got to protect the ball uh, beyond all of that. 
And if Minka plays and he's playing strong enough, you never know. Maybe that could happen. Uh, yeah. I would say, and I would say the last thing, Chris, I, this is not really to counteract anything you had said, but I have more of like a bull prediction, not a prediction of like the game, but more of like a, a hot take on how I feel like the Steelers can win this game. Mm-hmm. You need, the Steelers need to score more than 30 points this week. <laughs> yeah. I know, and I'm laughing. I'm laughing at it too, but I think I know. I think to win this game, they need to score more than thirty points. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they win a game thirteen to ten. <laughs> but I just personally think they need to score more than thirty points if they want to win this game. I yeah. I I mean that would that'd be nice. I would I feel a lot better about it if we score thirty points and I'd be like we should win this game. Hopefully, because I I just imagine our and and granted I'm not going to play off of of one week saying our our defense is now fully revitalized because we have TJ back. I mean obviously having him back brings a lot of good chemistry and energy to this defense. And God, they looked so good last <laughs> week. Uh, but you're right. I mean, Bengals are a uh, force to be reckoned with. They're going to be driving down the field in any way that they can. We're not going to be forcing five turnovers like we did last time. It would it would be awesome. And we're not. It's not going to happen. Right. So I I agree with you. We got to score when we can. Obviously, I would love the stops, but who's to say that the Bengals aren't going to be scoring at least twenty? eight points or something that's, like that. You know what I, I mean? That, see, that's why I say when I think Susan score over 30 points, I don't mean that it's going to be a blowout. I mean, they need to score over 30 points to barely win. I'm thinking like 31, 27. If you win this game. Yeah. Also, it'd, it'd be really nice to establish both, you know, passing and run game. Uh, a little fun fact, a little, uh, you know, walk down memory lane for us in the first game. Uh, you know who our leading rusher was? Mitch Trubisky? No, it was Chase Claypool. <laughs> oh. Ch- he, had, he had six carries for 36 yards. He was our leading rusher. Najee was second with 23 total yards off of 10 carries. Yikes. And then uh, Trubisky had nine yards and Warren had seven. We had 75 total yards of rushing. Averaging 3.4 yards per carry. Now, I yeah, do think it's... we've developed a little bit of an identity. A little bit. Hopefully. Uh, so, I'm hoping that we can keep this going and keep pushing that ball. Like you said, Bengals front seven. Scary dudes. Like, they are a very talented group. But we need... <laughs> at, least, at least at least, if Najee can get more than 23 yards, I'll, I'll feel pretty happy about that. But if, if he can get like 65, 70... Off right. of like 15 carries or something like that. Like I'll be I'll be pretty happy about that. Give give Warren the ball, get him like 30 or 40 yards. I don't know. Just oh, you know what? And another key to the game before we move on from this, Chris, is the the Steelers, especially with Kenny Pickett at quarterback, unfortunately, are one of the worst teams at scoring touchdowns in the red zone. So I think another key to the game is if you're able to get to the red zone, Steelers, you've got to yeah. score a touchdown. You've got to. You know, it's f- you know, it's funny is the fact that we are the like worst team offensively in the red zone, yet we are like second best team in the NFL in converting fourth downs. Yeah, I know. That's because we, we, we don't go for it on fourth down usually, especially in the red zone. We just kick it. 
I've, I, I, we, we've been such in a point of like losing to where Tomlin just says, F it, let's just go for a fourth down every single time. And you know what? I agree. We've actually made most of them. So <laughs> I agree. Let's do that. So uh, looking forward to that game this week. Um, it's uh, It starts at 4.30-ish, uh, 3.30 for us in Central Time here. And hopefully we'll see you guys next week with another W. But we'll see. Uh, let's continue on our segment from last week, Chris. If you missed last week's, what we're doing is we've heard a lot of talk about how Kevin Colbert's last five to six drafts, we've lost a lot of players from those drafts. They're not on our team anymore, which is weird because the Steelers build through the draft. So what we're doing is a hindsight perfect uh, redraft. And that's pretty hard to do. It's not going to be super accurate because one, we are not changing the the free agent sign that year. We're not changing the people that are the loss that year. Uh, when we're when we're doing this hindsight draft, we're drafting good players. We can't predict their schedule the next year, so their so their position in the draft isn't changing. We can't predict how many wins and losses they'll get. The only thing that, and uh, the, but the only thing we are doing that's kind of changing it up is I'm saying that the trades acquisitions that we get past the draft do not count. So, for example, in 2017, we traded a, a fourth-round pick to San Francisco for Vance McDonald after the draft in the fall. That no longer counts, so that means in 2018, we receive that fourth-round pick that San Francisco picked at, we get that one back because we never traded it away. That's what the goal is here. So last week we did 2017, 2018, and 2019 in a very long episode. I'll catch up to speed on who we drafted in those rounds. We got TJ Watt in 2017, of course, Juju and Cam, just like in real life, but then switch it up with Eddie Jackson, George Kittle, Aaron Jones, Afidi Odenigbo, and Chad Kelly. Uh, so we got a running back, we got our safety, we got our tight end, we're set there. And then in 2018, instead of drafting Terrell Edmonds in the first round, we go Darius, or now Shaquille Leonard, Carlton Davis, cornerback, Orlando Brown, Jordan Whitehead, another safety, Josh Sweat, Scott uh, Questenberry, excuse me, uh, MVS, another receiver late in the round, Trayvon Young, and Justin Jackson, another backup running back. Then in 2019, we get Debo Samuel, Lonnie Johnson, another cornerback, Terry McLaurin, Trey Pipkins, Tony Pollard. We draft Isaiah Bugs again, Demarcus Christmas, and Derwin Gray again. We're also not able to look at undrafted free agents because I don't have the time for that. So there could be other players besides Derwin Gray to draft instead, but uh, was not going to look at those. I mean, also, just real quick before we get started, take a look at that list. That is an unbelievable list. Granted, it would have never worked out this way. And how do you know, right? As a scout, you're not going to be like, this guy's going to be an all-pro, this guy's going to be an all-pro. But look at all that talent that we could have had. And this isn't like, you know, just picking our favorite players. This is like, who was available at our draft pick, right? Like, Yes, that's a good point, Chris. who, you it, know, so it, like, it is who's available there. We're not we're not picking like the number one pick when we have picked twenty. It's a who's available at where the Steelers picked at that and point. Beyond that, yeah. 
Yeah, so please note that when we're doing this, we're not just picking who we would love to have on the team. Obviously, it'd be awesome, but it's also like who was available at our point in, in the draft order. Uh, what, a, what a list that we have, and, and I'm, I'm ready to do uh, 2020. Uh, I was just going to touch on, too, I mean, offensively, too. In, in 2019, after that draft, with receivers, you're looking at Juju, Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin and MVS, tight end George Kittle, running backs Aaron Jones, um, Justin Jackson, and Tony Pollard, which is great weapons. Great, great weapons. Uh, also, also before moving to 2020, I know that I said no trade acquisitions post the draft, but I made an exception for Minka Fitzpatrick because, again, you can't account for everything in this scenario. Ben still gets hurt with his elbow injury. Matter of fact, actually, AB released some screenshots this week of a, of a text conversation he had with Big Ben, I'm assuming in 2018, and Ben said a year prior to the injury that his elbow was hurting him, uh, which is sad to see that it was hurting him for that long. So I say the elbow thing still happens because that was, it's, it, was been, it was lingering. So he's still traded for Minka. So in 2020, we don't have our first round pick, but... Because we didn't do the Devin Bush trade in 2019, we get our uh, we get our third round pick back in 2020, which will be picking the Denver Broncos spot. So in 2020, with our second round pick, in real life we pick Chase Claypool, who's no longer on our team, and the better option here would be to pick Jalen Hurts to set up for the future. Yes, now I think this is very obvious, and Jalen Hurts is someone that I really, really, really wanted. I Adam can attest to this. I'm not just saying this because obviously he's doing really well. I was like all on board. Jalen Hurts is the guy. He's the dude that we need. He's fast. He's you know he is really good at throwing the ball, and and he's just kind of an all around good player. Um, and it sounds like I, they Jalen Hurts actually like just opened up about this, but he was like, I thought I was going to Pittsburgh. Like I had a great conversation with Tomlin. Like the pre-draft visits were awesome. Like Pittsburgh, he's like, I was getting ready for Pittsburgh to be my home. Uh, And then we pulled the fast one on him and he said, no, no, no. Uh, Your last name is Hertz. We're trying to hurt you some more. So we're going to let you pass and we're going to get the, uh, the, what was it? Mapletron? Yeah. Mapletron. Yep. Yeah, so, that's, that's, that's what we did. And uh, uh, I wanted to say, too. Oh, I want to say, too, uh, real quick, is I also mentioned every round or every year who we lost and who we signed. So I just told you those weapons because I'm not changing who we signed. I just told you all those weapons. We also signed Eric Ebron that year. And I know he was up and down for us, but a tight end combination of George Kittle and Eric Ebron is nasty. Uh, we did lose... Javon Hargrave, Sean Davis, Artie Burns, B.J. Finney, Tyler Matikiewicz, um, Mark Barron, Rosie Nix, and Chicolo. We gained Stefan, with some, with, uh, whatever the dude's name was, <laughs> that lineman from the Chiefs, Derek Watt, and Eric Ebron. So, Jalen Hurts, we draft in the second round. Now we're on the third-round pick, and actually, before it's the Alex Highsmith pick, it's actually pick number 83, that the Broncos picked in the third round. They picked Lloyd Cushenberry, center. We actually just recently drafted... We drafted Scott Cuisenberry, so we're not, we don't need to pick him. But, Chris, I don't know. Is there another pick to get here? Maybe we pick Highsmith early and then go for someone else in Highsmith's spot? What do you think here? Uh, That's a good one. I've, uh, I'm not really sure. I'm looking at the list right now, and there's not really a name that, like... 
impresses me between the you know the Cushionberry pick and then Alex Highsmith. So I'd say if if we were set on Highsmith, let's let's stick with Alex Highsmith and look look who's past that. Yeah, and then and if Alex Highsmith's pick, let's look who's pa- yeah, like you said, let's look who's past that one. I mean, there's no better player in between that pick, like you just said, than him. Alex Highsmith has done really well. Our sack leader this year so far. So, um, after so after that is the Highsmith pick, and yeah, the rest of the third round's pretty rough. Not really liking any of those. Let's jump to the early fourth round and see who's there. And it doesn't get better. <laughs> oh no. I I mean I'll, I'll be honest. Looking at a lot of these names, there's not really a lot that jump out to me uh, as far as like if they've done anything. Isn't Lecky? Bo two kind of good. Yeah, and you know what? That's not a bad. I was actually just about to say that's not a bad choice because we did lose Javon Hargrave. Now, Lucky Foto does not compare to Javon Hargrave, but D line depth is always a nice thing to grab. So maybe that's the best mm-hmm. one. Maybe that's the best option there. Yeah, I'd say I'd say let's go with that one and then kind of see what we got moving forward. Again, uh, if you disagree or. We're going to take the time to do this, too. This is actually a really fun exercise, a really fun thing to do. It's just this hindsight, perfect draft. So feel free to make your own decisions, because I don't know every player in the NFL, either. And this also makes it hard, <laughs> too. Mm-hmm. So in the fourth round, we drafted Anthony McFarlane Jr., who was on our practice squad. We also have three running backs in the past three drafts. Aaron Jones, Tony Pollard, and Justin Jackson do not need McFarlane anymore. So let's see who else we got. Oh, I know who. Well... I know who we could get, but we do have a lot of receivers already. Uh, you were looking at Gabe Davis too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, Cause I was like, Oh, easy choice. Let's get Gabe Davis. But then we have like Debo and like whoever else up top. And it's like, probably well, not. To, well, I would to be imagine. fair, I, uh, we'll be losing Juju eventually. Cause I, cause we're yeah, keeping but all we don't sun- know that in this point. I know, but I'm keeping all signings the same and, and people who we lose. But yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, but there's not much better. It's kind of a weak draft class. Very much a weak draft cat, uh, the class. I can't speak. Uh, uh, yeah, screw it. I, I honestly, I, I would just just say screw it because let's get Gabe Davis because maybe we're like, you know what? It doesn't hurt to have another guy. Maybe someone's approaching their contract year. Yeah, uh, and, and, and also we can account we can account for like fake trades we'd make with all, yeah. all these receivers and like you know MVS is on here. Um, you know, you could always uh, trade MVS or <laughs> or whoever else is still on the team at this time. You know. Yeah. And like like we said, maybe maybe we would get a guy like Gabe Davis, and knowing that like we don't really keep wide receivers on contract, right? Like right. most of them go. So, sure, so let's get Gabe Davis. Next pick is Kevin Dotson in that round. Kevin Dotson was a great pick in 2020. He was like the best lineman on our team. Didn't give a single pressure, and now he's, in my opinion, the worst lineman on our team, or at least starting lineman on our team. Unfortunately, so. We can look around here. Uh, I we've drafted a couple of safeties, Chris, and we oh, and we also have Mink on this thing. I see Lejarius Sneed. I know he did well for the Chiefs, but I don't know. I don't want to pick him because we've gotten a lot of safeties already. Got a lot of running Dude, backs I, too. I have no idea. Yeah, this is kind of a rough one. Maybe this is a really bad draft class. 
Maybe we've got some point crisps, but we've drafted so well <laughs> that it's hard to pick up different players. Well, it's not even I that. Mean, yeah, I mean, this is just a bad draft class. I'm looking at names and I'm like, yeah, I don't know any of these people. I mean, I'll, t- I'll tell you right now, I think I'll jump ahead to the fifth round and I am looking at Bryce Hall, cornerback from the Jets, who's pretty decent in the fifth. And I might take that as another I guess quarterback. Sure. Either that yeah, or, I... or Curtis Weaver, defensive end, but I'm, I'm leaning more towards uh, Bryce Hall. You down for that? I'm looking for anybody. I'm looking for. We don't actually draft the next round at all, and I don't see much else. I see more receivers, but we're not taking that. You down with Bryce um, Hall? Yeah, let's, let's go with Bryce Hall. Okay. Bryce. So are we? Are we keep? Oh, okay. Yeah, because we don't have a fifth, right? Nope. Uh. Wait. No, we don't. Right? No. I just want to see. Wait. No, we don't. Wait. No, we don't. Wait. Yes. I don't think so. I think we do because I think we get our fifth round pick back from Seattle. I put that on here. We do, actually. You mean the Jets? No, that's the following year. So, so if you go to 2019, it says gain fifth round pick from Seattle. Oh, yeah. So if I go to... Let me just double check this, because this was last week. Uh, 2019. Let me go to trades. There we go. Yeah, Nick Vanette um, from the Seattle Seahawks for a 2020 fifth round pick. Hmm. Which okay. which we get back. So there's actually an extra line here that shouldn't be here. Trying to look where they I mean, are you talking the second pick in the fifth round? Yeah, I think so. Which we already took Bryce Hall above that, so I guess we'll do Curtis Weaver there. Yes. <laughs> and now we have a sixth and a seventh. Where the heck is Oh, here we go. So, oh yeah, Antoine Brooks. Oof, uh, oh my gosh. You know, I feel like at this point we just either get skill or some kind of lineman depth. So that's usually what happens in this in this last round. Let me go, let me go to where that is. Antoine. Oh, there he is. Jordan Fuller. Safety's not bad, but we have a lot of safeties already. Uh, yeah, not really seeing a lot of names here. Good lord, the Colts took three picks in a row, and I don't know any of those guys. <laughs> I don't even know I mean, what to say, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, can we get can we get Geno Stone just because of his name? Where's he at? Hey, he's a safety in the seventh round. Well, I know he plays for the Ravens. Um, we we have a lot of safeties. I don't think we need a safety. I know. Let's get um. Man, maybe Blake Brandle or Justin Heron. This is seventh round stuff. 
Or John... No, I mean, it's... They're all tackles. Okay. Yeah, let's get, uh... I'll keep our seventh round pick the same, actually, because I'm not seeing anybody else who's better. Okay. We'll keep Carlos Davis. Yeah, I'm not seeing anybody better. Derek Tuska! Let's just draft him. <laughs> Why not? Okay. Carlos Davis and Derek Tuska. Welcome to the team, fellas. Okay. I'm pretty sure in 2020, uh, our draft agent is James Robinson, but again, I'm not looking at that list though. And we also have a lot of running backs. I okay. will say, uh, if there's one thing to note in the 2021 uh, NFL draft, uh, I know we got Jalen Hurts, and I know we drafted um, a running back earlier on, but I do mm -hmm. remember you and I very much wanted Jonathan Taylor in this draft. Uh, and in he was 2021? like... In 2021? In 2020. Oh, yeah. And he went when? So, he went after? Uh he went right before Claypool. He was like 42, and Claypool was oh, 49. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, So wouldn't have got him. Wouldn't have got him anyways. So now moving on to 2021, we'll save 2022 for next week, Chris. 2021, right. we, ha we, ha oh, we lost Matt Filer, Bud Dupree, Mike Hilton, Sean Davis again, because <laughs> he came back to our team. James <laughs> Conner. Alejandro Villanueva, Steven Nelson, and Castro. Signed a bunch of irrelevant linemen besides Arthur Mallette and maybe Trey Turner. Uh, no Schobert trade, so we get a sixth-round pick from the Jags the following year. Uh, in, this, in this draft... Oh, actually, we don't get any additional draft picks because the 2020 year, we didn't do the Avery Williamson draft, but that was for 2022. So... 121's as is. I'm going to go to that right now. Obviously, our first pick was Najee Harris. But with a bunch of running backs on our team already, and Aaron Jones and Tony Pollard, I don't think we need to do that. All right, all right. So I, ha I have an idea of what I would want to do for the very first two picks. Let me get there and hit, hit me with it. So what I would do is I would probably do Creed Humphrey and, and hear me out because I would do Creed Humphrey for the first pick. Okay. And then I'd probably do Nick Bolton for the second pick. Which is the picks we wanted. It is, but I, I mean, I feel like it works out in this situation, doesn't it? Because we have George Kittle, so we wouldn't need a tight end. Um, yeah, and, and technically Ebron. And Ebron. If we had Nick Bolton and uh, Shaq uh, Leonard. Yeah, yeah. That'd be pretty dang nasty, if you ask me. I and agree. So then, we also, so then we also get Creed Humphrey on that end line, and he's... An animal, and I don't think we had a center, did we? No, however, um, we did have a center, because Pouncey would retire, which I didn't put on the list. 
Um, however, I have a potential different one for you. Give it to me. I, I want to say Creed Humphrey would do in the second because he's there. He's available, right? Okay. And I know you and I like Nick Bolton a lot, but there's there's some potential other intriguing options to grab here. Okay. Uh, one of them being... One, the one that sticks out to me the most is JLK from the Browns, who compared sure. to linebacker. He's all over the place. He's pretty good. Um, as far as outside linebackers go, we do have TJ and Highsmith, but you could always grab like Aziz Ojolari or David um, or Adofe Owe. Adofe Owe right here. Yep. Uh, Christian Barmore, defensive tackle, could be huge. Because we don't have like a solid to tackle, I'm pretty sure he's decent. Or maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Liam Eichenberg as a as a tackle is really pretty good. I'm pretty sure. That's true. Uh, and Asante Samuel Jr. We technically lose Stephen. We lost Stephen Nelson. Uh, I guess we still have Joe Hayden for this year, but um, you know, we have Joe Hayden. We have Carlton Davis. We got Bryce Hall. Um, yeah. So those are those are some options. What do you think, Chris? Because I agree with with another inside linebacker with Shaquille, and I I know JOK does well in his four three, but like he's he's kind of everywhere, and he might he might play that like kind of position as a secondary linebacker, like a like a dimebacker, better than anybody else to complement Shaquille Leonard. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like if we're going to go anything, it's almost looking like we should go maybe Asante Samuel. Another quarterback? Yeah. Or or do we get another tackle? Um, I think there might be other tackles that we can acquire. Okay. Should we, should we go Asante Samuel then? Another cornerback? And try to set it up there? And just, yeah. th- this this is probably the most controversial one. I, th- I feel like all of the ones we've had have been pretty cut and dry. But if you're yeah. listening and you're like, no, you should have went with Aziz Jalari or JOK or um, Adafi Owe, I feel you. Um, but I feel like that could be good too. Mm. So we'll go there and then second pick automatically just put it in Creed Humphrey. <laughs> yep. Okay. Then in the third round. We have the best pick of all time. Kendra Green. (laughs) And not doing that one at all. So instead. Let's look to see what our options are. How's Ben Cleveland? He's okay, right? Yeah, we could do Ben Cleveland. We could also do Quinn Miners. I might want to. I know I want him at the time, and he's he's playing. Oh well, well never mind. We got Creed Humphrey. Never mind. Screw what I said. But he plays. He plays guard. He plays guard. Wait, Quinn Miners? Yeah. Oh well, he's drafted as a center. But he plays guard. Quinn Miners, welcome to the team. I th- I kind of agree. I think. Uh, I don't think there's a better name on here to do besides maybe Ben Cleveland. I don't know if Ben Cleveland's better. For Baltimore. Mm. 
But uh, a lineman in general would be good because we also lose the Castro this year. I think he is also gone. Sure. Should we do Quinn Miners? Let's do Quinn. Better than Kendrick Green, I'll tell you that much. Anything is better than Kendrick Green. (laughs) Fourth round. Where are we at? Way down here. Dan Moore Jr., which is okay. But I would prefer somebody else. I feel like we we've established that position. We do, yeah, we do have Orlando Brown too. I mean, we probably need another tackle on the other side, but uh, oh boy, we have two picks in this round, and there's not a lot between our picks. Oh Lord, uh... I guess we could get Trey Brown. JK, we already have a cornerback. Um, Isn't Rashad Weaver kind of decent? Defensive end? Yeah, I think so. We can do that. Do do Weaver. Actually, I, I think... Uh, let's actually look at the next pick real quick because maybe we might want to keep Dan Moore because I don't know if we have two tackles that are going to be worth keeping. Because we, okay. we lost we lost, El, we lost Villanueva too. So now we sure. have Orlando Brown. We don't have anybody else. Sure. So might need to do that. I'm kind of looking real quick at like the next round. Not go, not trying to go too far. Yeah, and then it's our next pick already. Uh, maybe we should do. I think we should do that. I think we should keep Dan Moore, and then change our next pick to something else. Or actually, our, and then our next pick should be Rashad Weaver. You go with that. I'm okay with that. Go with Dan Moore. And then Rashad Weaver. Okay. I'll finish up the next one. Are we on the fifth round? We, we, yeah, we did Isaiah Loudermilk, who I do like, but we just picked up a defensive end. So if we can, or defensive lineman, so if there is somebody else there, we can try for it. Um, uh, not seeing much, Chris. Neither am I. You might just have to go with louder milk here. Nope. Oh, I got one. Ooh. This guy's really good. I think I'd rather do this. Uh, I know we Tell have. Me. I know we have good safeties, and we have Eddie. We have got Eddie Jackson. Who else do we have? We got Eddie Jackson. Uh, Jordan Whitehead and Minka. Yeah. How? However, this dude's been like kind of balling out for San Fran, and maybe we should do Halanoa Hufanga. Uh, sure. He's been kind of balling out. I- I'm looks, all for it. Looks like Troy Palmalu. I, it always makes me laugh when we get to this point because I'm always like, uh, does it really matter <laughs> who we get? Yeah. But sometimes, sometimes there is that gem. I'm just, I'm, I'm having trouble finding it. I think that's a gem, but I agree. I'm going to our next pick. There it is. Which is O'Shea. our favorite. Unfortunately, we blew it on that one. Khalil Herbert's, Khalil Herbert's pretty good. In my opinion. Yeah, but we already have a ton of running backs, don't we? Yeah. Trey Smith? Ooh, guard. I know we just got a guard, but maybe we should do another one. Why not? 
Why not? Do it for Kansas City. Offensive lineman, do it. Yeah, let's let's revamp this offensive line right now. Don't have to worry about it ever again. (laughs) So true. Okay, we must have two seventh round picks, huh? We do Trey Norwood and Percy Harvin. Well, I like Trey Norwood. Let's see. Sorry, Presley Harvin. (laughs) You said Percy. (laughs) I did. Uh, there like, is nobody. I like Trey. Well, we just I like Trey Norwood though. I know he says quarterback. Do, we play him as a, we play him as a safety, but uh, I'll keep him. Keep him because he's for the those dime packages, right? And then Presley Harvin as a punter for like the when there's five picks left, you might as well just keep that because who cares? Yeah, even though he sucks. Sorry, not sorry. I wish you would. I wish you didn't suck. Yeah. That was actually one of the picks I was excited for at the time. <laughs> but yeah, it, me too. It is what it is. I'm still waiting okay. for that fake punt pass, but yeah, I agree. All right, so in 2020, we got Jalen Hurts, Alex Highsmith, Leaky Fotu, Gabe Davis, Bryce Hall, Curtis Weaver, Carlos Davis, and Derek Tuska. In 2021, Asante Samuel Jr., Creed Humphrey, Quinn Miners, Dan Moore, Rashad Weaver, Talona Hufanga, Trey Smith. Trey Norwood and Presley Harvin the third. That will leave us off into twenty twenty two for next week. And before I go, so uh, now Chris, before we go, let's do the our our game picks. Cool, this cool. Week. So you can stay on top of that, and hopefully, we'll have an update for you next week about what our records are. <laughs> okay, Titans at Packers, Chris. Uh, let's go Titans. I'm going to go Packers, and I think it's a bad mistake for me to do that, but that's what I'm going to do. Bears and Falcons. Uh, Justin Fields is going off, even though they've lost three weeks in a row. I'm going to go with the Bears. Bring it on, Falcons. I I think I am, too. Eagles at Colts. Uh, I think the Eagles are still a very extremely hard team to beat, and the only way you can beat them is if you keep them off the field like the Commanders did. So I'm going to go the Eagles. Well, they also got a bunch of other balls bounce their way and some cheap calls. But uh, Saturday, Saturday, just kidding, doing the Eagles, not doing the Colts. <laughs> Jets at Patriots. Uh, Jets, baby. I'm doing the Patriots, and I that's probably the wrong pick again, but I like to play the street game, and the Jets have not beaten the Patriots in New England since Brett Favre's their quarterback. Mm. Commanders at Texans. I'm going to say Commanders, even though I have this hunch that the Texans are going to pull a win out of their booties. I'm going to say Commanders, too. Rams at Saints. Saints. Oh, wait. Mmm... I'm going to say Rams because I don't think the Saints are very good, but neither are the Rams. Wait, okay, is, is Stafford hurt? I thought he was just concussed. Okay, because you sent me that power list of rating or of did, quarterbacks. And then, I, think he's, I think he's just concussed, so I think he should be fine. So, yes. I'm going to say Rams. You sure I'll go with Rams? He was concussed last week. I think he's and fine just, now. I mean... The concussions can last more than a week, though. I guess, yeah, you're right. I mean, this isn't Tua's doctor, right? Like, maybe, maybe he'll be <laughs> yeah. a little longer, but who knows? Yeah, that's true. Uh, Browns at Bills. 
Bills. In either, in, I am going Bills as well, but either in six uh, feet 31 of snow. inches of snow or six feet of snow. I heard the six feet and I about croaked. So good luck, uh, but no, <laughs> go Bills. Uh, fun fact, they asked Jacoby Brissett how he's supposed to prepare for the snow. And he said, uh, they're, like, how, they're like, how do you prepare for this? And he goes, well, being from Florida, I can't prepare. Which is like, which was like funny. But then I watched the last big snow game in Buffalo with LaShawn McCoy. And they played the Colts in that game. And, Jacob, and Jacoby Brissett was the quarterback in that game. So, bro, you've already <laughs> done this. <laughs> you should have just said that. LOL, so true. Panthers at Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, Ravens. Lions at Giants. Mm, Giants. Yep. Raiders at Broncos. I'm going to say the Raiders. I'm going to say the Broncos. Let's Actually, ride. You know what? <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that, my thing. But did you know they are like the least scoring offense, and but the also the best like yes. defense as far as points per game? That's crazy. Yes, it's like eight, it's like 13 points they score, but they only give up 18. Cowboys and Vikings. I am going with a little bit of an upset. <laughs> I'm gonna say the Cowboys. Uh, I'm going to say the Vikings. I got to. They're at home. We got a lot of different this week, Chris. This is going to really move the needle on our records. If Bengals. we knew what the record was. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Bengals at Steelers. Um, may, I'm, you know, I'm just going to say the Bengals again because last time I did, we won. So I'm hoping for an upset, but I'm going to go with Bengals. I, I'm going to say us. It may be dumb. Stop. Mm. Maybe I, we got one win and I'm rolling on optimism. Maybe I'm high Who hurt on, you? on positive vibes. Who hurt you? The Steelers every Sunday between <laughs> I know. noon and 730. <laughs> 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 um, but I'm going to pick them and we'll see what happens. Chiefs right. and Chargers. Chiefs. The Sunday night game. Chiefs. Yeah, I agree. And then 49ers at Cardinals. I'm going to say the 49ers. I am as well. Got to, got to do it. Well, and that there we go. So there's our picks, and that's going to do it for this week's podcast. My name is Dominic. This is Chris. Thank you again for listening. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube, and uh, LinkedIn, and MySpace. Chris, do you have any final words? Ah, let's see. If I had to think about it, go Steelers. There it is. Go Steelers indeed. See you guys next week. Peace. Peace.